welcome to 2021. Come on, give it up. You made it. You made it. You made it. This is so exciting, man. 2021 came. We're all still here. We're here for the very first Sunday. High five the person next to you because you have perfect church attendance in 2021 right now. It's perfect. Every single one of you. It's perfect attendance. All right, that's going to be amazing, amazing. Hey, my name is Jeff Baker. Glad to have you guys here with us. We are, um, we're a unique church. So if you're a guest here with us, right, and you're kind of like, you, you've got something started in your life, and you're like, man, I'm going to make 2021 a year where I get back connected to church. I'm bringing my kids back, whatever it is. Welcome. Glad to have you here. My name's Jeff, and I get to serve as the lead pastor. How many guys set uh, New Year's resolutions this year? Anybody? Come on, let me see you. You didn't because you're afraid what? They're going to fail, right? I set a New Year's resolution. This is my New Year's resolution. A lot of people set them around like weight loss, going to go to the gym more often, that kind of stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I set my New Year's resolution. I'm going to wear track jackets more often. Um, (laughs) Makes me feel athletic, and I'm hoping that maybe I'll lose some weight that way. So I started out this year. I got my track jacket on. I'm feeling good about myself, all right? So... um, Thank you for your support. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. Uh, This service, though, is unique. This kind of service is one of those services that sets us really apart from a lot of of other um, churches. And it's not a better than. Please don't take it that way. There's just different things about different churches that set them apart. What we're going to do today is one of the unique things that's done at New Life Church that you don't see happening at a lot of churches. What we're going to do today is a service I call Review Preview. We're going to look back at 2020 at the sermon series, right, that we did, because that's the spiritual roadmap. If you kind of go on a, on a, on a road trip, we're, we're looking back at the road trip that we've been on and try to remember what it is that God did in our life. And then we're going to look forward into 2021, and I'm going to give you all of the teaching series that's going to start next Sunday all the way through the end of the year. You're going to get the roadmap for where we're going spiritually for the entire year. Okay? All right? You guys ready for that? All right. How many of you guys like road trips, by the way? You like road trips? Okay. I just took a road trip down to Branson, Missouri. My parents live in St. Louis. So they drove from St. Louis. We drove down. We ended up with two, uh, two hijack, uh, hijackers, you know, hitchhikers in the back called them hijackers because they hijacked the trip. Two grandchildren. <clears throat> you thought I mispronounced the word. Um, but we had two of our grandchildren that we picked up in Omaha and we took them down with us. We had a blast down in Branson. I mean, my kids, my grandkids were with us. They didn't have any clue what was going to happen. We're driving down the road, if you've been there, and they're seeing all these fun things to do. And, and you know, and if it was up to them, I'd come back totally broke. You, gotta, you know, understand how it goes, right? <clears throat> They want to do everything. They want to do it more than once. Can't just ride the coaster. You got to ride it more than once. Can't just eat one ice cream. Got to have more of them. You see what I'm saying? So I took them to the Sights and Sounds Theater. If you guys ever been there or not, if you haven't, you got to go. It was epic, and we saw Noah, and it was exciting, and it was a lot of fun. And my grandson said, Papa, we got to come back here next year. And I was like, why? He goes, because they're going to be putting on the show Jesus. We can't miss Jesus. And I was like, well, you can miss Jesus, I'm going to come back, but you ain't coming with me, kind of a thing, you know. <clears throat> he doesn't know that, don't tell him, okay? Don't tell him. But uh, it was a blast. As, as we got back to Omaha, 
and we're pulling back in to drop off our grandkids. My wife starts this conversation in the car. She goes, hey guys, didn't we have a lot of fun? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Hey, let's, re- let's review, let's remember what we did. And so we went back through the trip day by day and the grandkids kind of talked about what they did and we had so much fun reviewing, reviewing. That's what we're getting ready to do at 2020. Go back and look at the highlights of 2020. But as we pulled into the driveway of their house, my granddaughter, you know, got a little, a little emotional and she said these words. She goes, I had so much fun, right? I'm happy to be home, but soon I know I'm going to wish I was with Mimi and Papa again. Yep. And that's when I gave her a hundred bucks and <clears throat> I was like, you're incredible. Just keep it coming. Just keep it coming. You're making me feel good. You know, Mimi's crying over there in the seat. It was a special moment, but she was previewing the future. She was looking into the future. She knew I loved what we just did, but I'm looking forward to what's going to come next. And guys, that's what we're going to do in our journey as well. We're going to preview where we're going. And so um, that's kind of how it starts. Let's, let's look at it. Let's start, uh, let's start reviewing. Uh, we, we kicked off the beginning of 2020 with a teaching series that was simply entitled 2020. It's kind of like vision-wise, right? And when we were going through that series, what I was trying to help you do was I was trying to help you get a clear vision for your spiritual journey in the year. Like, what are some things that God's speaking to you? What are some things you need to pay attention to? Where are some things that you need to, like, give some extra effort to? Um, we had no idea what was going to come at that time of the year. At that moment, everything was normal. <clears throat> like, we were giddy, like... Teenagers who just graduated from high school, we were ready for 2020, we were like, bring it on. We had no idea COVID was going to hit. And so we just blazingly go into 2020, excited about where God's leading us, getting a clear picture and a clear image of what life is going to look like. We even cast an amazing, audacious goal for Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders is our our muscle, it's our arm of generous giving, where we invest Um, you know, what we give into the lives of missionaries, into missions organizations around the world. And we set an audacious goal for 2020, $435,000 that our one church in multiple locations in North Platte, Ogallala, and everybody worshiping with us online, that we would just invest, we would give it away. We would pour it out into ministries here in central Nebraska and western Nebraska Um, in the eastern Nebraska, United States, and to the ends of the earth. And we would just invest it so that more people would find Jesus and lives would be changed. Now you got to hang on to that because we'll talk more about that later in the year. But we set that goal, 435,000. We had no idea what the year was going to bring. We quickly moved into our second series entitled The Judges. Now if you know anything about the Old Testament, there are, you know, judges that God gave to Israel to lead them. And we were going to go through, and we are going to look at a number of their lives, and we were going to pull out of their personal encounters and their personal journeys some things that God might be able to show us so that we could, like, you know, live our lives by these truths. And we're just going to kind of look at some ancient people and some ancient things that God did and what God was being faithful at, except for this. Like, we only got through three of them, and then COVID rudely interrupted our series. And I'm never going to forgive COVID for that. Never going to do it, right? You rudely interrupted our series. So we instantaneously had to go to church online. And so going to church online, I just knew inside of my heart, like, we can't just keep going with this Judges series. So that week, 
when everything shut down and we had to go to church online, man, I was, I was just like seeking God. Like, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I really felt strong the Lord was going, go back to the early church. And so that's what we did. And we called the series, This Changes Everything, <laughs> because we had everything turned upside down. We went back to the early church and we started at the beginning of Acts and we started looking at their lives. Now their leader, Jesus, is gone, right? He's been crucified, but he rose again and he's ascended to heaven. And now it's their mission to lead the church. Persecution hits them almost immediately and scatters them throughout the known world. And they were just in a moment of chaos like we were in. And they were in a moment of uncertainty like we were in at that very moment. And we just started processing through week after week as we started going through the book of Acts. And there was so much that we could just relate to our lives at that very moment. And it ended up being very like impactful for, for me. And I heard many things from you guys online how impactful it was. But that led us right up to Easter. Easter was, the, was a, a Sunday of This Changes Everything. It was the very first Easter online in history. Yeah. And you know, it really wasn't that bad. You were sitting at home with your pajamas and your house shoes and your coffee, kicked back in your recliner, celebrating the risen Savior. <clears throat> wasn't that bad, was it? Kids were running through. Um, you know, you're eating your donuts. You're, doing your, you're pausing it so you can go to the bathroom and come back and it's still there and you hit play again. Kind of like, would like it again, almost, right? <clears throat> no, 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 we're not going back there anymore. We had church online, man, and Easter for the very first time, Easter 2020, people all around the world from thousands and thousands of churches, they were able to zoom in, connect, go online, you know, find a website and hear the message of the risen Savior in 2020 more than ever before. I think that's pretty exciting. We came out of that, we went into a series called God of the Impossible, this is right when we started back to in-person worship. And there was just a, a splattering of people that came back. And for six weeks, we went through the book of Daniel, the first six chapters of it, though. And we just looked at how big our God is, right? In spite of the opposition that Daniel was facing, in spite of the persecution that Daniel was facing, that he realized he served a God of the impossible, a God that could do things that no one else could do, a God who wasn't taken by surprise by anything, who, who was fully in control even when man didn't think he was in control. And that series <clears throat> was instrumental, guys, in just kind of rebuilding our faith after kind of coming through this seclusion time of COVID. But we knew people were still hurting. We knew people were still wrestling with things. And so we went quickly into a series after that called Hope in the Dark. And we went to the Old Testament to a book called Habakkuk. And some of you, you discovered that this book was in the Bible for the very first time, right? And you read it, and it was really insightful. It was helping us to understand, like, what happens when you go through times that are beyond you? You go through these dark seasons because we're all going to go through them, right? And a lot of times we try to blame God. We try to stiff arm God. We try to get God away from us, right? When God was really saying through Habakkuk, he was showing us that what God wants is he wants us to lean in, wrap our arms around him, and wrestle with him. Wrestle with God. Yeah, we learned what that principle looked like through that series, Hope in the Dark. Like, God doesn't want us to, like, push off from him when we get ticked off and when we go through hard times. He wants us to embrace him, wrap our arms around him, and stick close to him until we understand why are we going through what we're going through. Because God doesn't always reveal it right then. So you grab a hold of God and you don't let go. We went from there to a series that I, by the way, all of these teaching series were written back in like 
November of 2019. And I wrote a teaching series in 2019 that I was really excited about doing. I had no idea how important it would be in 2020. And this teaching series was called Doomsday Prepper. Doomsday Prepper. And as soon as we showed the graphic, everybody was like, what? Like, what, what are you doing? Where, where are we going here? And we said, look, there's, there's a, there, we, we live through these moments of history that have had these doomsday uh, ha- things that have happened. But there is a doomsday that's coming in the future, a day when we will all stand before God and we will give an account for our lives. And what is it going to look like to overcome this world, to stand before God and for him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And we looked at Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. The whole series was built on that one scripture, if you remember it said that in the end days, that believers, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus giving his life on the cross, by the word of their testimony, by faithfully living out the principles of God's word, right? And then by not loving their lives even unto death, meaning that, you know, they recognize that this world is temporary and I'm living for the king of kings and I'm living for a home that's in heaven. And when they lived that way, they overcame the enemy. We said, look, if that's how they're going to overcome the enemy in the end end days, then this is how we are going to overcome the enemy today. And it was, it was powerful for our lives. We went straight from there into a series called Conspiracy Theory. Yeah. And in conspiracy theory, you were kind of wondering again, what in the world are we going to talk about? Are we talking about the Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, Bigfoot? And we didn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. Although we did have baptism one of those Sundays and we had Loch Ness Monster floating in the baptism tank, right? And some of you still haven't forgiven me for that. Just say this with me. I love my pastor. I forgive him for crazy things. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. But during that series, we just we kind of like we're in this moment where in the media, all of these conspiracy theories were out there about COVID, about the government, about politics. But that's not where I wanted to go. I felt like what, what, what we really need to deal with was the conspiracy theories that the enemy was twisting God's word and causing humanity to believe a lie about who God is, about grace, about what is really grace. And the enemy's got this conspiracy theory that grace isn't, isn't enough for you and that God doesn't really love you and he would never forgive you and that he just hates you and that there's this conspiracy of, of sin that you can just do whatever you want and that God will love you and God will embrace you, right? And there's just all these lies that the enemy has and so we went through those and we, we debunked them and we spoke the truth of God's word and it opened up your eyes to some really powerful truths. But we went from there to a series that was not planned for 2020, it's called Encounter. Because I just sensed in my spirit as your pastor that <clears throat> what is going to set us apart from any other group that meets in central and western Nebraska at any of our campuses? What's going to set us apart? And I felt like the Lord answered that question very quickly by saying this to me, which is, Jeff, the only thing that will set you apart is my power and my presence in your midst. That's what, sets, that's what sets you apart. It's not your worship. It's not your speaking. It's not your facilities. It's not coffee. It, it's my power and my presence. And we kind of leaned in to saying we need to encounter the power and the presence of God when we gather together. And can I just say this to you? We can't back down from that. We have to stay hungry for more of God's presence. 
We have to stay hungry to encounter God. We have to stay hungry to walk into this place and have a high level of expectation that God is here, God's here to speak to you, God's here to change your life. You are not sitting here going through a religious routine today. You're here meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're here meeting with the risen Savior. The power of the Holy Spirit is here to encounter your life and to leave you changed. <clears throat> we went straight from there to a series that we focused on a passion of ours at New Life Church, being kingdom builders. And we gave up our platform for three weeks in a row to missionary after missionary after missionary. Leader after leader of missions organizations that we partner with. And at the end of it, I spoke and we took what we called the miracle offering. It was the difference between what we had given for kingdom builders and what we had committed at the beginning of the year. Right? And the difference was $77,000. And can I just say this to you? Since we took that offering, and that offering keeps coming in because people keep giving, um, now, now you guys have given over $120,000, right? Just towards that miracle offering. I think that's fantastic. We almost hit our $435,000 goal to invest and to give dollars away to ministries and organizations around the world that lift up the name of Jesus and help people find Jesus and see lives change, guys. Like in the midst of COVID, that's what we did as a church. That's the kind of people you are. You are an incredibly generous, Christ-centered, minded people who think about the spiritual journey of others, and I congratulate you for that, and I applaud you for that. Thank you for being an amazing congregation. We went from there to a little reprieve at the end of the year. We called it Hollywood Christmas, right? right. We actually found spiritual truth in the movie Elf, of all things. It was fantastic. It was, it was, a, it was a joy. We showed little clips from different you know, Hollywood movies, and we spoke God's word, and we, we laughed a lot. In fact, we even brought comedians in for a, for a Christmas com comedy event at our North Platte campus and at our Kearney campus. In fact, we opened up our brand new North Platte campus, uh, the new building, the new church. We moved it from the old building to the new building. That happened on December 20th. That was amazing. Just a couple of days before that, we had our very first event in that building, the Christmas comedy event, right? That's how we start things around here. You would think that maybe we should go in, have a big prayer meeting, and we probably should have, but instead we open up a new building, and the very first thing we do is, hey, come here some comedians. We're New Life Church. It was awesome. I got the temporary occupancy permit while people were walking in the door that Friday night. Yeah. City inspector who attends our church walked through the doors and goes, here you go, Jeff. I was like, wow, praise God, right? Because if that thing doesn't show up, we got to send everybody home. And that's not going to be fun. So that was exciting. That was exciting. We just voted to uh, have a church in North Platte who is going to close and they're going to merge in with us in North Platte. We just voted to say yes to that and welcome them. And next Sunday will be their very first Sunday worshiping with us at our North Platte campus. That's 2020. God did a lot of things, guys. He was super faithful. But what does 2021 hold for us? It was the second week of November. I hopped on a plane and I got out of town. I checked into a hotel in another city, right? And I just started typing and I started writing and I started praying. And I would go out and I would walk. I would grab some food. I'd bring it back to the hotel. And I would keep typing and writing and praying about God, wh where do you want to lead us in 2021? 
And I just did that for like three days in a row. I took some stuff that I had already previously worked on with me, and I took some things from some other staff members, and we just kind of got away and started looking into 2021, guys. And so what I'm getting ready to tell you is what came out of those few days of a spiritual retreat to saying, God, where do you want to lead our church? And as your spiritual leader, I think that that is the kind of thing you should expect out of a spiritual leader, right? You, don't just, you shouldn't expect out of a spiritual leader just to keep flying by the seat of your pants, because what I like to say after that is eventually you're going to get a spiritual wedgie, and those aren't comfortable. <laughs> I want to know where we're going, and I want you to know where we're going, because we're going on a road trip, and I want you to know some of the stopping points. First stopping point starts next week. It's called mandates. I do have to admit it came out of a bit of a frustration. Like I was getting tired of all these mandates that were coming down on me. I can't eat here. I got to wear this. I got to do that. I got to stay six feet away from people. I got, you know what I'm saying? Like all these mandates were driving me up a wall until the Lord spoke to me and he goes, you know, my word is full of mandates for my people. And if my people don't live out those mandates, then they're not going to have eternal life with me. And I was like, God, this is a critical moment that we better go back and highlight your mandates so that your people can know what the road looks like, what the boundaries are, so we can live out our life, right, in a way that glorifies you and honors you, so that we can, we can expect eternal life with you. So the very first series we're going to go through that starts next week is we're going to unpack God's word and look at these different spiritual mandates that apply to all of us. And by the way, they're timeless, and they're not going to change. These other earthly mandates, they change, right? And thank the Lord for that. Um, but these biblical mandates, they don't. Then we're going to go to a series we entitled Little. But notice the graphic on this one. It's like there's nothing little about the word little, is there? And that's because there's, there's all these things that God looks at in our lives that are they're microscopic. They're little to us. They, they seem inconspicuous. They, they seem like they don't really matter. Sometimes our lives can feel that way. You know, like I, I'm nothing really. Like what do I have to offer God? Like I, I'm a nobody. But God values the little. In fact, throughout his word, you'll see this principle of God that God keeps valuing the, the little things that we do. It's not the big things we can do for him. It's all the little things that we do in glorifying him and worshiping him. Right? It's like, the, it's like the smaller we are, the bigger we can be used by God. The humbler we are, the more God can use our life. It's the little things. God uses the little to do the much. And we're going to unpack that through God's word, and that will be encouraging for you. Then Easter comes. On Easter, I'm going to preach a message kicking off a brand new teaching series called Rescue. And the sermon title for Easter is going to be Rescued by Grace. And we're going to look at the, at the book of Ephesians and we're going to unpack it for the next few weeks after that. And we're going to be talking about what it looks like to be rescued by grace, rescued for a purpose, right? Rescued to belong and we're rescued by God to love others. And you'll find all of that in Ephesians, and that's just gonna, I think it's going to be encouraging. So if you're looking to invite a friend for Easter and you're wondering what in the world is my church going to be doing and what are we talking about, we're going to be talking about being rescued by grace. Bring your friends. Because a lot of your friends might fit into this very next teaching series that we're going to do after that, and it's called Rock Bottom. In all of our lives, we have these moments that we hit rock bottom. Those rock bottom moments can be life-altering, changing for us. If you're in your rock bottom because of your rebellion, then praise God for that. You hit the bottom, now you know which way up is. 
Now you know which way it is back to, back to the throne of Christ. Right? But sometimes we're going to hit rock bottom and it has nothing to do with what you have done. It's just the circumstances of life keep compiling on top of you. We're going to tackle hard topics like what happens when you hit rock bottom and you feel depressed? Right? What happens when you hit rock bottom and you've got suicidal thoughts? What happens when you hit rock bottom because you lost it all or because you're going through some of life's difficult trials? What does God's word say to those who are at rock bottom? What does God's word say to those? How does he encourage us? Right? Because you're going to need to know that. Because either you are A, hitting rock bottom, or you've got friends that have hit rock bottom, and you need to know how to minister to them. And so this teaching series is going to be an empowerment to you as well to help give you some tools to minister to friends and family that have hit rock bottom moments. But then we're going to go to another series that's going to empower you. And that's called The Bible Doesn't Say That. I mean, I mean, how many guys have ever been in a conversation where someone said, well, you know what the Bible says. Like, the Bible says that God helps those who helps themselves. Well, that's not in the Bible. Right? But what do you say back to them? Do you just nod your head and you're kind of like, well, I don't really know if it's in the Bible or not. We're going to take these statements that people think are in the Bible that are not in the Bible. We're going to reverse engineer them. We're going to go back and we're going to discover what does the Bible actually say about that, though? What does it say about that, that topic, that concept, that statement? What is the real biblical truth? So the next time you're in a conversation, A, you aren't quoting things that are not in the Bible. B, if you hear things that are quoted wrongly that are not in the Bible, you have the ability to come back and go, yeah, you know, I don't know that that's exactly what the Bible says. In fact, it actually says this, not what you thought. And you can help people. So at what? You can be disciple makers. So you can be a part of God's solution in this world. The next series is going to do the exact same thing for you. It's called FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. Over my, you know, many, many years of ministry and the ministry of our teaching team on our, of our staff, we've been asked some questions over and over and over and over again. Typically, it's you coming to us to ask the question. So this time we're going to flip it, and we're going to bring these frequently asked, you know, biblical, scriptural, um, spiritual questions, we're going to bring them to you, and we're going to discuss them out loud. And we're going to see, what does the Bible say about these frequently asked questions? Because either A, you're asking them right now, or you haven't been bold enough to ask them, but you want the answer to them. Or, you know, the third one is you've got a friend or somebody that you know that needs the answer to these basic scriptural, biblical, spiritual questions, and I want to empower you to be a part of the solution. I would rather you have the answer than for somebody to have to find me and ask me. I would rather you be able to stand there and go, hey, I know exactly what the Bible says about that. Let me help you out with that. And if it's over your head, you come find one of us, and we're going to help you out. I think that's pretty cool. God is empowering you, church, to do the work of ministry. That's exciting. The next series we're going to go to is called Never Alone. Never alone. And I just had this, in the hotel room, I had this picture of the graphic of, you know, a person walking on the sand and then another set of footprints, but you can't see the person. So I told our graphics department and they created it for me. I think they did an epic job of it. Because a lot of the times we feel like we're walking through life and just feel like we're all alone. We feel like we're in this and where is God? We feel like, man, we walked into a dead end and where did you go? We feel like that often, guys. But we're going to look at these classic moments throughout Scripture, some of the Bible's most famous people, of how they were not alone when they were on their mountaintop. 
How they were not alone when they were in their darkest valley. How they were not alone when they were on mission for God. Right? How they were not alone when they stood before people that had to give answers. They had no clue what to say. Right? They're not alone and neither are you. And I think it will be very encouraging. Especially as we go to the next series that will open your eyes up to the qualities of God like you've never seen them before. We just are simply going to call this one Omni with a dash. Omni. Right? And we're going to look at, at the qualities of God, these four critical qualities of God that you've got to know and you have to understand. And they're all spelled out in Psalms 139, one chapter. We're going to unpack it for the series. And we're going to look at how God is omniscient, how God is omnipresent, how God is you know, omnipotent, and how God is omnibenevolent. And you might sit there right now and go, what in the world did he just say? And I would go, perfect, because we're going to unpack it. And it's going to open your eyes up to the qualities of who God is. You know what that's going to do for you? That's going to allow you to go deeper in your relationship with God than you ever have before. Then we're going to go to a series that's called Ground Zero. I'm really kind of personally a little giddy about this one. It has nothing to do with the graphics, by the way. And I'm not being prophetic about 2021, just so that I want to go on the record right now. 2020 was crazy. We don't need this in 2021, all right? But I wanted the graphic like this because I wanted your mind to spin. I wanted you to go, what in the world is he going to talk about? And I'll tell you what we're going to talk about when we get to that series. So we'll go to the, I mean, I'll, okay, let me just, I'll tell you what it is. There is a, there is a postage size piece of land on this planet that is ground zero biblically called Jerusalem. And it may not mean a lot to you. But when you look at this one piece of land from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end of the Bible, you begin to see how, wow, holy cow, I, I don't have to go there, but God, you did such amazing things on this one piece of land before I even knew it was Jerusalem that speak to my life and that changes me. And we're going to unpack what God has done on this one piece of land all the way to the end of time. And it's going to open up your eyes to the master planning that, God, that God's a part of. That you are not just on this earth going through the motions, that you are part of God's master plan that's happening right now. And we're going to look at it from the ancient time all the way to today. It's not, a it's not a history class. It's going to open your eyes up to the faithfulness of God and the timing of God. And that when God sets his heart to something, he doesn't give up on it. And when God says he's going to do something, he follows through with it. And you're going to understand you are a part of a bigger scheme, a bigger plan that's happening all around you. That's going to lead us right to kingdom builders. We're going to receive another miracle offering, by the way. It's going to happen. Why? Because as leaders, we're, we're setting the, the kingdom builder bar higher. You know, I mean, we just believe that God wants us to be a grander player in what he's doing around the world. We're going to, we got a couple missionaries that are going to come and join us. And then what do you know? We're back at Christmas time again. Guys, what a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. But that's where we're going. It's going to be exciting. God's going to be doing some amazing things in your life. Some of you might be sitting here, you're going, I don't know about this church, man. I mean, no other church ever just kind of says where we're going. That's just all man, isn't it? Like God wouldn't do that. Like spiritual leaders need to be on their knees every single week, toiling throughout the week, going, God, give me something to say, right? I believe that God's a planner, by the way. Just look at the beginning of the Bible, at creation. I'm thankful God planned out creation. Otherwise, man shows up on the planet before there's oxygen. That's not good. 
God is a planner. And you see that throughout the Bible. And you're going to see that through the series Ground Zero. God is a planner. And then God gives us the Holy Spirit, right, to give us guidance and leadership for today, empowering us to accomplish his mission today, and also the prophetic ability to look with him into his preferred future for our lives. But can I just say this to you? We are simply man. We are not God. And that is really driven home by this one scripture I want to leave with you today, Proverbs 16, 9, which says that we, man, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our what? So here's how we are all going to walk into 2021, like this. This is my plan, God. Now guide my steps. We walked into 2020 like this, and God went, you know what? I know, I know I should have told you about COVID. Should have told you, but you're going to have to trust me on this one. And we trusted him, and he altered the course. Because we walked in with our plan like this. What if we would have walked in with our plan like this? And we would have walked into 2020 and COVID would have came. And we would have just been like, well, forget it. We we're just doing our thing. Like that would have been so rebellious. So guys, here's how we're walking in 2021. God, here's my plan. And it's the same thing I want you to do with your life. I want you to walk into this new year. You're going, God, here's my life. Right? Like I got things I want to do. I got dreams that I have. There's young people here that have got crazy dreams, man. I want to graduate from college and I want to go off and do this, graduate from high school, go off and do this, right? We got parents who want to see their kid graduate and go off and do that, <laughs> right? But I mean, we got to come to God like this, like this is my plan, this is my life, but God, would you direct my steps? Guys, if we come to God in 2021 like this, I guarantee you, you can do nothing but win, you come, to, you come into 21 like this, you can do nothing but lose. Let's come to God like this with our church and with our life. And let's say, God, I have my plan, but would you direct my steps? And let's try to live the best that we can before God like this. We're not perfect. Okay, we're going to miss it. Somewhere in 2021, there, there might be an alteration on one of these teaching series. Because I, we did our best to chart the course. But we might get close to that moment and realize, no, we were a little off. We need to go a little different direction. And we will do that as spiritual leaders. But we're not going to do this to you. We're not going to play the spiritual ping pong ball game with you and bounce you all over the place. You know the roadmap. It's on record. It's at mynewlifechurch.com now forever, fortunately and unfortunately. You can go back. You can watch it. You can hold us accountable to it. But this is what we sense the Lord saying, and we're going to go after it, but we're going to go after it like this. So would you, would you, if you're willing to go into 2021 with your life, just like I'm going into 2021 with my life and leading this church, just by saying, God, here it is. I just hold it in my hands, right? But direct my steps. If that's you, would you just stand with me as we get ready to worship the Lord? Like, this is my life, Lord. It's just my plan, and we're going to stand before the Lord. I'm going to ask every single one of you to do this very simple thing. It might seem childish to you, but it's symbolic of our heart before God. Would you just cup your hands like this as we get ready to pray? All, at all of our campuses, just cup your hands like this. This now represents our church and it represents our life. And we're walking into 2021 with it. But we're going to let the Lord direct our steps. Let me pray for you. So Father, here we are. We're humbly standing before you. We're so thankful for your faithfulness in 2020. But Lord, here in, our, in the cupping of our hands represents our church and it represents our life. 
And Lord, this is our best plan. Lord, we ask that, Lord, we would be sensitive enough to to alter that course as you might lead us. But this is our best plan. But Lord, we know that you are faithful to direct our steps. So Lord, have your way in our lives. Have your way through our lives. May 2021 be a year where we grow spiritually more than we ever have before. Let 2021 be a year where you open up our eyes to your word like it's never been opened up before. Let 2021 be a year of incredible spiritual growth where the foundation of our journey with Christ goes deeper than ever, where fathers become the spiritual leaders of their homes, where marriages become more healthy than ever before, where parents learn what it's like to be the true spiritual leaders of their homes, where we see the miraculous, where we see the power and the presence of God move in our midst, where we make a greater impact through kingdom builders in this world than we ever have before. So Lord, this is our plan. But Lord, would you have your way in our lives? This is our plan. But would you in the end get all the glory and all the honor in 2021 as we lift up the name of Jesus? And we're going to do that right now, church. At all of our campuses, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus and we're going to worship him and we're going to proclaim who he is at all of our campuses. So Jesus, this is your moment. May you shine bright at New Life Church and may you shine bright in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said loudly, amen.